Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. In the heady days of May 1861, as the drums beat for civil war, Baltimore became a hotly divided city. Union troops marched in, planted cannon on Federal Hill, and replaced civil authorities with the military. Among those who openly defied the Army's orders not to show support for the new Confederacy was a group of young women known as the Monument Street Girls, after their neighborhood around the Washington Monument. One of them, Hetty Carey, stood out. Witty and strong-willed, she was still unmarried at 25, though her auburn hair, dancing eyes, and perfect figure prompted many a young blade to declare her the most beautiful woman in the South. One day, as a Union regiment marched down Utah Street past her house, Hetty leaned out her second-floor window and waved a Confederate flag over their heads. When the troops angrily called for her arrest, their colonel replied, she's beautiful enough to do as she damn well pleases. As time went by, though, Hetty was warned to leave Baltimore. One night in July, with her brother and sister, she crossed the Potomac and was taken by friends to Richmond, where she soon moved in the highest social circles. In September, on the invitation of General P.G.T. Beauregard, the Carey sisters inspected the Maryland troops and sang for them a poem written by a young New Orleans schoolteacher called Maryland, My Maryland, that the Monument Street girls had set to the tune of O Tannenbaum. That autumn, a congressional committee asked the Carey sisters to sew the first new Confederate battle flags, the Southern Cross that we know today. In the spring of 1862, Hetty fell in love. His name was John Pegram, and he was a dashing officer, well-bred, darkly handsome and brave, but militarily incompetent. In western Virginia, he ignored his picket's warnings that they were about to be surrounded, and shortly thereafter had the distinction of becoming the first West Point graduate to be captured in the war. While on parole and awaiting exchange in Richmond, he met Hetty at a party and determined to marry her. Then as now, war was not kind to lovers. The Army sent him west to Tennessee, while the Carey sisters remained in Richmond, socializing and dining at Robert E. Lee's table in the Spotswood Hotel. But Pegram persisted. Transferred east, he caught a bullet in the leg at the wilderness. He recovered, and on January 19, 1865, all of Richmond society converged on St. Paul's Episcopal Church to see their wedding. The omens weren't good. A mirror broke while Hetty was putting on her gown. The horses, pulling her carriage to St. Paul's, reared and became uncontrollable. And finally, on entering the church, she dropped her handkerchief, and when she stooped to pick it up, her veil tore in two. Nevertheless, the ceremony went on, while cannons boomed in the distance. Their honeymoon cottage would be a farmhouse near Petersburg, his headquarters. Eighteen days later, a Union sharpshooter spotted Pegram, who was now a general, and took careful aim. He didn't miss. As Pegram's men brought his body back to the farmhouse, they passed an ambulance where Hetty was making bandages. I heard her laughing, a captain said later, while she sat there, waiting for him. No one had the heart to tell her what had happened, and she passed the night in their bedroom, unaware that her husband had been laid out in the room just below. When informed of the terrible news the next day, she rushed downstairs and tenderly removed a locket containing her picture and the watch she had wound for him just 24 hours earlier. Both were stained with blood. Three weeks to the day after their wedding, Hetty Carey knelt beside John Pegram's coffin in St. Paul's as the minister who had married them performed the funeral service. Hetty returned to Baltimore. Only in 1879 did she remarry, this time to a Johns Hopkins physiologist. Thirteen years later, at the age of 56, the most beautiful woman in the South, who had sung the first rendition of Maryland, My Maryland, 
and sown the first Confederate battle flags, died, closing a poignant and little-known chapter of your Maryland.